Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's going on, Busted Open Nation, and welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. Today, it is the return of the Fat and the Furious, myself, Bully Ray, along with my tag team partner, the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer. A lot to get into, a lot of guests today, the Good Brothers Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson, Rocky Romero talking about what will probably be a worse pay-per-view than the worst pay-per-view we've ever seen. That's right. Talking Shop Amania 2 coming up on pay-per-view on Fight TV. We're going to talk all about it and just how crappy of a pay-per-view it'll actually be. Also coming up, the head honcho, the big cheese, the owner of AEW, Tony Khan, talking about dynamite, talking about full gear, talking about a stacked, jacked, ripped, chiseled card that's going to culminate with John Moxley defending his World Heavyweight Championship against Eddie Kingston. Turn it up to 11. That's right, right here on the Busted Open Podcast. Coming up on November 13th at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, and you can see it on Fight TV. We're talking about talking shop-a-mania. And right now, we'd like to welcome to the show some of the goodest of the good brothers, Rocky Romero, who is on time, thank God, uh, Doc Gallows, and our good friend, Carl Anderson. Good brothers, guys, what's going on? How you doing this morning? Uh, yeah, what's shaking? Talking Shopamania 2. You know what, Bubba? It is, it's absolutely worse than the first, except for the fact that I watched, I get a little preview of it, and I was laughing so hard 10 minutes in that it's either – gonna be better or worse because i had tears coming down i don't know if that's because it's my humor or it's even worse or better i don't know how to explain it we're either gonna pop everybody or we are seriously fucked because <laughs> <laughs> like we took this we took this so the, you know the part one it was kind of our humor right we just kind of threw it out there a little bit so we played it some, a little safe yeah. some people came back and said <laughs> that it was funny some people said it was funny so you can't tell the good brothers that were funny no. so now we went no. all the way our humor and that's it's either gonna go <laughs> I don't know, right or left, whatever, whichever way it goes, it veered somewhere really. I just started sweating when you just started saying that right now. I'm like sweating my my ass off right now. I'm yeah. so scared. Yeah, we don't we don't beg for much, but I'll beg for forgiveness on this one, especially when you watch that last match. <laughs> well, like they'll explain it because the main event, well, you yeah, know, talk Chavo. about the concept of this last match real quick. Like, how do you how do you win Gallows and how did you come up with this? Well, I mean, listen, it's not how I came up with it. It's from being an observer of the professional wrestling world, which we're all very fortunate to be a part of. You know, yeah. I saw an eye for an eye match take place on pay-per-view by two well-respected great high money drawn performers. And I said, what better way to commemorate that than 
a ball for a ball match <laughs> where one competitor has to have his nutsack ripped off of his body between Sex Ferguson and Chad Tubad to end this bitter, bitter rivalry if we're allowed to use that term. Well, not the whole nutsack. It's just one ball. You get one ball, you win. And Let's not get technical you- about this. It was nighttime. There was a lot going on. <laughs> I don't know what you do with that ball once you get it, but you win. You'll find out if you do it on November 13th at 10 p.m. <laughs> nice. What a shill. And, you know, listen, I was there behind the scenes. You're also, when you want to talk about worst pay-per-view ever, is you're talking about somebody who was part of ECW December to Dismember, and that couldn't get any worse. But you guys somehow topped it. How did this come all about? And if you also, for the insiders, if you want to know just how worse it is, one of the main guys, Big LG, Luke Gallows, it was so important to him that he missed the first day of show because he was out doing something else for some TV show. He uh, no-showed his own show. That's how big of a carny bastard he truly is. Hey, Faye, Tommy. Carny bastard is the truth, but I was beside myself. I'm sitting in this tiny trailer all day texting these guys every five minutes. What's happening now? Who did this? Did they fuck this up? Did they do it right? Did it? I was killing me. I didn't yeah. do anything on set all day, but worry about what you guys were doing. But and worried well, about my really ponytail. My partners were great. They pulled it off. Your yeah, ponytail Tommy, looked ponytail great, Tommy. Yeah. 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 I had a Paul. Oh, is the Tommy tail going? <laughs> yeah. I had a I got, yeah, Tommy, turn to the side. Show everybody your little ponytail. For those people out there who can't see right now because we're on radio, obviously, Tommy has this thing growing off the back of his head. <laughs> yeah. It looks yeah, like yeah, a yeah. pig. It looks like a pig's tail, like a little curly cue that you see on a pig. <laughs> That's I put my beardy's tail in this morning, hoping that you were going to have that same thing. So we'll have that to have awesome. a, a tail measuring contest here the next time I see you at the next set of tapings. Nice. Well, you know, we had people like, like uh, I'm a huge fan of the Nature Boy, Paul Lee, right? And like we, the gave, only one. Him, we gave him a lot of time. Well, like, I, it, B- B- Bubba knows him. And everybody knows the Nature Boy, Paul Lee. Bubba locked up with him at my first wedding. Who the hell is the Nature Boy, Paul Lee? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can, 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 Gallus, can you tell that story about Bubba locking up with the brother. Oh at your man! Well, you talk about wedding shit shows. This is another story, but I will say this: Bubba Ray Dudley, who at the time is is him. He's a decorated, world traveled pro wrestler, a world champion, multiple times over. And he sees Paulie walk into this wedding with a <laughs> sleeveless hemmed shirt on, a pink bow tie, pink bicep tassels. Right. Shortly after my dad leans over and goes, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> walks over to him and he says, you got to stand up, pal. And then H is going, woo, woo, woo. And he doesn't know exactly what Bubba's going to say. So the first thing he does is he checks the, he checks the biceps and he goes, I got to lock up with you, brother. Anybody who will walk out into public like that, especially to a wedding, is locking up with me. Made Paul's day. So maybe we can put that into the talking shop of Mania 3. Brother, uh, what I remember about that uh, wedding, and Dreamer, you'll appreciate this because this is me at like my, you know, my, my best, fattest moment. He gets married. <laughs> Talk gets married on the beach in florida and it's about a buck 10 in the shade everybody is in like white linen light clothing (laughs) i'm the moron who decided to get dressed for brother's wedding i put on a three-piece suit and now i see everybody walking down to the beach i'm like you know what it's too hot out there I'm going to hang out in the AC and I'll just wave from far away once they exchange the I do's. And, you know, Little brother, wave a couple shots in the pavilion. Perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, hey Rocky, what, what was your guys' mentality going into this with uh, Talking Shop and Mania 2? Did you want to improve on the first one, which 
I mean, by, by fault, you have to improve because it was so freaking bad. And what was the number one objective with, with uh, this uh, pay-per-view we're going to see coming up on November 13th? Well, yeah, we had to improve. We knew we had to improve just like the 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 general like I mean, like the production was so bad in the first one and it, and, and it was on purpose at, kind of at first. And that's kind of all we could afford. So we had to like we bet the bank on this one, Bubba. I'm not going to lie. We're completely in the red. The company's completely in the red. We owe Gallows hey, brother. so much side money. This is WrestleMania <laughs> one for us, Bubba. A lot of swim out here. A lot of kayfabe talk going on today, boys. Take it easy. I think it's funny, you know, like, like this is either going to make or break us, to be honest. So, I mean, like, this is our complete WrestleMania moment. Like, like we're, we're like Vince and, and Linda in the first WrestleMania. We're all in. And uh, we up the production. Chico versus Chavo is going to change the perception of professional wrestling worldwide let me tell you that it's like <laughs> well it, my worry is it's too good I know. for the talking shop of mania world because i like i you know i saw the the stuff that we shot here obviously and then like i was watching that i was like this is like a movie and how much money did you spend on this shit that's by so the much. way that's why I rock's going, uh, uh, <laughs> because he was unchaperoned in los angeles and he wanted to he wanted to give us his comeuppance from getting made fun of so hard on the first one so that now we ate it and the ribs on us he's got the biggest budget i've ever seen for something like this so i still don't have the full bills tallied yet Rock's yeah. been very shady about his about his spending in Los Angeles. So we're trying to figure, yeah. trying to yeah, figure so, some so of these just, things yeah, out. Yeah, we, we did two shoots. We did a Los Angeles shoot. And we did an Atlanta shoot. And uh, they, they just said, oh, go ahead. Do what you got to do to make this good. So I did, and I spent a shit ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, production, craft management. What's the craft table thing called? I don't even craft know. Well, I heard that yesterday. My <laughs> yeah. Dreamer, yes, Dreamer my would know that really, one. But the production on it, it's really, really good. And it does look – it's like uh, – it's like in Step Brothers, where the one brother gets the movie quality mask and the others have the, the Halloween one from the store. Here in Georgia, we had the Halloween mask from the store. Rock had the movie quality uh, mask on out there in Los Angeles. Tommy, we'll sure. get you to the L.A. shoot next time, you know. So yeah, you that'd be really better for your life. Take care of you, you know. Well, as long as, you know, you don't go union, Gallows, Anderson. I got to tell you that if the L.A. thing went union, we'll tell you the old school ECW way, which was – Hey, we need barbed wire, and someone goes and cuts it off of a New York City parking no. lot, and then I take a bump in gross razor wire. Oh. That's the ECW way when you're producing yeah. high quality stuff. It looks high quality, but it really isn't. But if you went union, <laughs> that's what we you're need. Screwed, you really are. <laughs> yeah, that's that's we our. Can't go union. We sure. can barely afford non-union right now. <laughs> yeah. Doc. doc. Doc, you mentioned, uh, you know, seeing the eye for an eye match and coming up with the brilliant idea of a ball for a ball <laughs> match. Um, is there anything going on in modern, like wrestling that we're watching today that you guys decided to spoof in Talking Chopper Mania? Tell them about the new yeah. faction. <laughs> yeah, and we let we let the cat out of the bag. We have we have three epic factions debuting, but one that you that you may not have seen, but people who follow our stuff saw in the in the teaser is uh the Retropoopshin group. Um they're similar to a group that's been it's been utilized on television lately. They're just the difference is they have trouble with their pants when they get hit and things like that. But you'll see that on paper view November the thirteenth. <laughs> yeah, it's like Chad too bad had to bring a Yeah, he had to bring a faction to take out Sex Ferguson and so he brought retro poopshin and we didn't really tell the story great, but like when they're getting beat up by sex, like they're farting and they're pooping and he can smell the poop and <laughs> You know, they have, they have brilliant names as well, too. They do. They it's do. funny yeah, that you say that. Spoiler alert here on Busted Open, guys. Usually you get real key wrestling exclusives. This morning is just shit. 
<laughs> well, uh, I'll tell you, you some you guys other. Have Tony Khan on earlier or later. <laughs> later <laughs> the behind show. the scenes, <laughs> and I've known uh, Gallows. He, I can. He calls me his wrestling dad. I hired him yep. into First the, job. the lovely wrestling business, and I love when he hit me up and he's like kind of skirting the issue about having a hardcore match but it's really not hardcore and like he's like well do you think if we did and i was like yeah i don't care anything and he's like great <laughs> which i don't want to spoil what i did but him like kind of tippy toeing around like thinking that i of all people will have an ego about doing it. i literally was like dude i got naked on the edge and christian show let me help write this crap i'll do whatever you need because i yes. love it yeah and, and you were amazing at it and then the finish of yours i didn't even realize was coming and it popped the hell out oh yeah because so, yes, you weren't I'm there we'll be there with <laughs> with several other ecw originals at uh talking shop mania too and, and i thought it was a brilliant spot but of course i guys that. guys you are familiar with the game tommy ball correct a hundred percent don't you well, think Tommy that Shuffle Mania 3? Um, <laughs> you Don't you think shit. Tommy Ball <laughs> should be a legit contest at Talking Shopper Mania 3? I'm 100%. What's Tommy I'm 100% Ball? In. That's that. Listen, that's. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell my partners about Tommy, Tommy Ball when we get off this call. You don't know. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Tommy, tell, the, tell, tell everybody out there in Radio Land what Tommy Ball is. <laughs> this is their show, not my show. Come on now. <laughs> okay, Tommy gets naked. He bends over, his yam bag hangs down low, and then you throw objects at it, right? Yeah. That could have been the finish of the ball for a ball match. Oh, oh my. perfect. In, in Europe, he lays on a on a like a rack that's elevated for shoes in the dressing room. And he drops his extendable yam bag down through, and then you throw like uh, ping pong balls at it. How big is his yam bag? Fuck. Oh, brother, it's, he's got a hell it of a It hangs lower than his tits. Oh, <laughs> no, oh, God. Good shot, Mania 3. Uh, yeah, well, maybe we continue the ball. to talk and shop with Mania 3. I can help. Uh, I can Tommy's help. Tommy bag. Ball Tournament comes to talk and shop with Mania 3. I have mutilated my genitals for years on camera and behind the scenes, so I can oh help God. out <laughs> Whoever loses, oh that my match, god, I gotta help out. Giving me a cramp. I need a uh, sip of coffee on that one. <laughs> I'm the only person in the history of wrestling that literally had to go to the hospital and have their testicles drained. Uh, 13 cc's of blood and pus because Jerry Lawler came me in the, the balls or else they said if I didn't have it, I was going to actually lose a testicle. So whoever wins or I need to talk to the loser to yeah. help them with their uh, scrotum issues because I am a survivor and all those nut shots. I wish we knew rail. this before we filmed this thing. Well, that, I knew, I've known that story, but in our last set of tapings, I had to ask Tommy like in detail, well, like how did this go down? And, and he told it just like that, but with more detail. And I don't know if I could have taken reenacting that stunt or not, even though there were a lot of ball shots at talking <laughs> Chuck and so too, many. Do it for real, bro. You'll, you'll sell it. It's good. Oof. Well, like hey, we got hey, in like, Go ahead, Bubba. Sorry. No, no, go. Keep going. Go well, I was just saying we, we have, you know, we got Paul Lee is there. Nature Boy Paul Lee has his, he brings his, his massive stretch, like pink Hummer. And of course it's pink. Pink Hummer scene. This yeah. thing looks like a, 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 a semi truck, man. And, then, and, and we, we brought Nathan Norton in. We've got Knox Tista. We got Mark, we got Mark Gendrax. We go full, we go full bore with Nature Boy, with Nature Boy, <laughs> with Nature Boy Paulie's faction, man. So there's there's a bunch of factions that are coming in to talk of Chopper Mania too. And at the end of the day, though, 
we just want it to, we want people just to have fun, right? We just want them to sit back, drink some <clears> beer skis, <throat> smoke some CBD oil, whatever you need to do, or even just drink. I don't care what you do. Diet Coke, Diet Coke drink some yeah. wine, just sit back yeah. and relax. Hang upside down on an inversion table for an hour beforehand. Just yes. do something to change your head. <laughs> just for a minute, do, do something to give a little, little head change, but just sit back and like, just see if you can see why we're having fun why we think this is fun. And like, and just see if you, it, I, I got a sneaky feeling. A lot of people are going to get it. Yeah, we're not laughing at anything. We're laughing with everybody. And, uh, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. The world is in unrest right now, as we know, especially on a day like today. So if we can put a little smile on your face for a couple of hours on a Friday night, then that's all we're trying to do. So it's all done with love. And uh, it's better than being bitter, right? <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, from, from Rocky and Carl, you guys, you know, have worked main shows and strong style New Japan pro wrestling. And you're wrestlers. And you to create something like this bully and I come from ECW uh, and, and as far as we were crazy and doing all these violent things, a main storyline was two kids who went to summer camp and were in love with this one girl. Uh, and then she got pregnant by this other guy's baby. And, and like, that was the soap opera of professional wrestling. Or even if you look at one of the most violent acts that I remember watching was a man took a real life Cobra and put it on another wrestler on Saturday night's television. And I'm freaking out watching a snake eat one of my favorite wrestlers. And if you think about how, if we say, Hey brother, you know, when the times are right, you pull out a Cobra and it attaches itself by biting me. That's absurd. But the fact that we have real wrestlers going out there, like you said, not being bitter. And you see a lot of old school people being like, Oh, they're exposing the business, killing the business. It's such hypocritical because of what the stuff that you saw back in the day, or even like, I remember, you know, old school. Hey, I got beat up in the parking lot. Hey brother take sandpaper to my face. So I go out there and cut a promo and you would legit, I did it. I yeah. sandpapered my own face because I, to make it look like I got beat up. How horrible and ridiculous. Heyman did that. So he didn't have to go to Joey Styles' wedding. <laughs> that is true. But, I mean, think Love about that on that. both fronts, but, but at least yeah. that you guys get it because there's not a lot of people that do. And it, like you said, it, this show is a different way to entertain wrestling fans. It, it is, man. That's off to you guys, and I hope it pays off because I also know I look at everything like as an indie show, and you went way over budget in just Atlanta <laughs> with all that talent. You flew, yeah, we, we friggin' we totally flew Virgil in. Come on now. Well, but, but furthermore, on that on the point that you made, like especially to the other two brothers on here, it, you have to. Uh, it was fun for us because we have there are a lot more legends involved in this show as you were there and you saw. But like when you're standing in your front yard at midnight and you're explaining to Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner that you want him to walk into the yard when your your nuts are being pulled off, and then what what you would like for him to do next and him to actually be cool with it <laughs> after a couple of what the fucks uh was really awesome man it's it's a it's a hats off to all the guys that were involved in it and kind of got it laughed along with us like we've been saying so it was, i know it's virgil's humor he loved it man he loved every single second of that yeah he wouldn't shut up we had to cut because of him <laughs> yo one other thing real quick i was the night before back in lovely McDonough, Georgia. Thought I had escaped it, but I'm back. I see Virgil. We all got masks on. Uh, it was me. I forgot who else. Oh, uh, Kevin Thorne. It was and, Shane Helms, too, because I've heard this story twice now. That was yeah. So first, Virgil kayfabes me because he doesn't recognize me for some reason. I got a mask on. 
And then when he finally realizes it's me, he's like, what are you doing here, man? And he quickly starts thinking because we're shooting this on uh, Wednesday that he is going back to AEW. <laughs> so he thinks we're working for AEW. And I'm like, Hey man, you know, AEW calls and uh, we're here to work. So I just start playing a log that we are here filming for AEW <laughs> in Georgia the next day. And I think for a while he thought he was there. Well, you know, after every conversation with Virgil, I had to get COVID tested because I got spit on. So I'm, he's a close talker and a spitter, baby. And I, I was, and I'm just, I'm just powdering, running. Going, I got to, I got to get a test, brother. I mean, quickly. But it, it was he was so, he was so surprised. There, yeah, he had. For, there was just so many. Like, you know, we're fans of the, of, of of pro wrestling. We, I mean, since we were four and five years old, all of us, mega fans. Seeing Scott Steiner there, seeing Tommy Dreamer there, seeing Rhino there. I mean, maybe I'm giving some things away. Seeing the power with uh, the Warlord, the Barbarian, whatever, man. Seeing all these guys there and like and getting and getting what we're doing and 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 understanding. Hopefully, that we respect them more than anything. It's just it's cool to sit back and think. That, to, that they allowed us to, to, to create this and have fun with us. hundred percent, hundred percent. One more note on Virgil. You know, he was so you, surprised you know. when I walked into the house that night to shoot my part because he'd been calling Knox gallows all day long. So he like looks over and he sees Knox <laughs> and then he sees me and he's like doing like the little kid thing, like back and forth. Like when my son met Hornswoggle when he was four years old, like dad, what the fuck is going on right now? And then he goes, gallows. Like I've met him three times, spits right in my face, big hug. He fucking turned heel on Knox in two seconds. It was awesome. Uh, my favorite was when he met Bobby Roode and he told him how much he loved his father, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Can't make this stuff up, guys. Hey, everyone. This is Nicole Auerbach, and I want to invite you inside the Coaches Clubhouse, a brand new podcast from SiriusXM that examines what drives coaches on and off the sidelines. We talk to coaches from all different sports and all walks of life about their passion for the profession, their mentors, philosophies, and stories, and also what they care about when they're outside the spotlight. We'll give you a unique perspective on some of the greats in their profession, from Olympic coaches to Super Bowl champions and everyone in between. New episodes out every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Tony Khan. Tony, how are you this morning? I know you got to be super excited for tonight and for this coming Saturday. I'm so excited. This is such an awesome week, and uh, it's great to be here with you guys. I'm excited for Dynamite on TNT tonight and Full Gear on Saturday. It's uh, maybe our biggest week of the year. It's definitely our biggest card of the year. This is such a loaded show with Full Gear coming up. Tony, uh, before you came on the air earlier, we had uh, fans asking us, like, placement on the card. And we pull up the card. And what I said right before you came on, this is perhaps one of the most loaded AEW shows I've seen in quite some time. I mean, as an owner, and I know you're also a fan, it's like, wow. Like, you have so many main event players, but Bully and I are literally sitting here trying to book what's going to be on first. What's the main event? And we've been I doing some, this. I, I can actually, you know what? I'll do you one better. I'm going to break some news on Busted Open today. I'm going to make the card even better. Uh, so that it'll, it'll probably throw off what everyone was thinking about the card order and uh, the whole night. But I've decided to make the show even a little better. Uh, I'm going to switch the card up and put the John Silver versus Orange Cassidy match on the pay-per-view. Uh, and the reason I'm doing that is multifaceted. 
but I think uh, it'll increase the demand for the pay-per-view based on everything I've heard. And it's really based on the popular demand. And uh, I think it'll be great. And it allows us to put another match on the show that we didn't have uh, that's come into focus and become a possibility in the last week. So the card's going to get even better now. So uh, I'm going to announce another match today uh, that's been added uh, in the, and that's uh, going to go on now in the buy-in. And I've moved Orange Cassidy and uh, John Silver up. And we'll add something else. So the cards are going to be even better now, Tommy. That is a, what do you mean? Call the hotline. But seriously, like this is, you literally have to steal an old saying, every match could be a main event in any arena. And I look at it from a guy who's written shows. I mean, I would be your last four matches. Uh, if actually five matches could main event a pay-per-view. They really could. With uh, Jericho, MJF, Page, Omega, Cody, Darby, FTR, Young Bucks, or Moxley, Kingston. As a wrestling fan or most as an owner, how great does that make you feel for like the future of your company that you have that at your fingertips? Feels awesome. Feels awesome, Tommy. We have such a great group of wrestlers. It's tremendous. And uh, for me, I'm so happy that we're able to put this card together and that we're going to have a great crowd. If people are worried that it's going to be like an empty stadium show, it's not. It won't be packed irresponsibly, but we're going to have a, close to 1,000 people here at full gear, and it's only going to be at 20% stadium capacity uh, because that's really all I feel comfortable doing at this point, but it will be the most tickets we've released for a show, and it's going to be a hot crowd. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited, and I'm glad that – for all the people that are coming here live and, and for the uh, huge audience we're going to have on Saturday on pay-per-view, I'm excited. I think Dynamite tonight is going to be not just a great preview for the show, but we have some great wrestling on tap on TNT tonight also. Uh, I'm really excited for that. Uh, and so it's just a huge week. Uh, uh, speaking, about, speaking about Dynamite tonight, Tony, um, uh, I know you got to be excited for Miro versus Trent. Is, is that a match that you're going to be uh, fully invested in? Yeah, I'm really excited about it. And you know what is really cool about that match? Uh, I asked Excalibur to sit down with those two guys this week. I had a feeling sparks were going to fly. Uh, they have a long history, and that came out, uh, you know, going back to when they were, frankly, in WWE developmental in Florida. Uh, in Florida Championship Wrestling, in fact, I guess. Uh, these guys used to ride together. And, in fact, Miro was, for lack of a better term, Trent's young boy in Florida. And that came out in this conversation. You know, they, there was clearly some tension between the guys, and Miro took it very personally on Dynamite weeks back when uh, Trent destroyed his property. So I just think um, – that match has a lot of potential, yeah, because it's Miro's singles debut in AEW, and Trent is like one of our top, top performers. And almost every time Trent's had a singles match on Dynamite, it is kicked ass, whether it was with Kenny Omega. Uh, they had a great match against Pac, John Moxley. So uh, I'm pretty fired up for this. Oh, and and, and uh, Phoenix as well. So we've seen some great stuff. Uh, and I, I, I also uh, would – be uh you know remiss if i didn't bring up that uh both miro and trent uh went into this thing with excalibur and you know i i thought it was amazing piece of business to build it up on on youtube and the reaction's been so good it makes me want to do more things like this ahead of matches have people sit down and go 
face to face on a, on basically on a Zoom like we're doing now, and just discuss the match because I thought it was a really interesting uh, piece of business. Well, like you said, it, it's real life, and when you can imitate real life stuff and, and put it on the television, it it just draws money. And you know, we were talking before earlier about Eddie Kingston, and Eddie Kingston's like real start really started on social media where he kind of went at Cody. He was a guy who no one would give an opportunity to Uh, you handed him the ball and he has delivered a touchdown where the fact that here's a guy who's been in the business for so long and now he's main eventing one of the biggest shows of the year could be your champion uh, coming Sunday. It absolutely could be. And that's a testament to how hard Eddie's worked. And it's also a testament to, uh, what a great job he's done since he's been here and how he's delivered. Um, Eddie's been a top TV performer on Dynamite, and he was great and all out, got to the end of the Battle Royal, and I've really tried to push Eddie really strong on TV. I, I really, really have always liked Eddie. I think anybody who follows independent wrestling loves Eddie Kingston for the most part. Uh, I think anybody who really loves independent wrestling has certainly followed Eddie really closely, and he's got – Huge, huge international fan base. And I, to me, uh, I, I think you're right. Eddie would be a great champion, and uh, Mox has been a great champion. And the story that we told and the story, they, again, the personal history between the two guys is so strong, going back again more than 10 years. I think it's going to be uh, a great, great match. And tonight they're going to go face-to-face on Dynamite, and sparks are going to fly because whenever you put Moxley and Kingston in the same ring and a microphone, you know, it's going to be good. So tonight on dynamite, we'll see those guys face off ahead of the I quit match. So Tony, Eddie Kingston, it was, was a guy that was on your radar and that you brought in. He wasn't anybody that somebody had to bring to your attention. No, he was, I mean, he was, a. I know Eddie Kingston very well. Uh, and I, you know, uh, I, I've seen him a lot. I didn't know Eddie personally. I had never met him. When Cody and I were doing the uh, TNT Open Challenge and planning it out, I was, you know, he came in with a list of people he'd like to wrestle. And there were a lot of people on the list. And there were some people that I didn't want wrestling on Dynamite on the list, frankly. And then uh, there were some really good names on there. And the two that really stood out to me were Ricky Starks and Eddie Kingston. And those are the two that ended up you know, getting hired and being successful. In addition to some of the other ones, I, I you know, the first one we did was Jungle Boy. I uh, did the uh, Battle Royal with uh, Jungle Boy and Orange Cassidy, and that was really fun. And uh, the finish was designed to throw people off, so I had a lot of fun working on that. I love doing Battle Royals. And uh, that was a cool one because the finish where Orange Cassidy came out of nowhere and came back in, and uh, we had an audience of over a million overall viewers and over 500,000 in the demo when it came down to Jungle Boy and Orange Cassidy at the end of the Battle Royal. So that was really cool. And then we got into it with outside people coming in. Ricky and Eddie were by far my two favorites on that list. And both of them, I had seen their work, especially Eddie over the years, and uh, wanted to see him live. In Ricky's case, I had an idea for Ricky, like, you know, but he nailed the tryout match. Like, before the match was over, while he was in the ring, I was like, okay, I know what Ricky can do. And that was with Taz. And, and and Brian and Mox and Darby. But it's for Eddie. Uh, when Eddie left, it was like, you know, he was great. And I definitely want him to come back. But there's people you want to come back and you have ideas for. And there's people you want to come back and, you know, just because you like them and you want them to come back and you think they'd be good, but you might not have a plan. So with Eddie, after he'd been gone, I think maybe a couple weeks, 
I realized, like, you know, it'd be great for Eddie. We have this thing we built for Fighter Fest, this juggernaut with the Lucha Brothers and the Butcher and the Blade, and we put them up strong against FTR and the Young Bucks, who are the top two tag teams in the world. So, you know, I think we should do something, follow up on this. Everyone agreed, and that's when I thought, you know what I'd really like to do is bring Eddie back uh, with them as their leader. And then he did such a great job. I was doing uh, laying out the Battle Royal again for All Out and uh, had all the big heels kind of not getting along where you had Team Taz and you had Jake the Snake and Lance Archer and you had, of course, Eddie Kingston and and his family. So, uh, no, you didn't have to bring Eddie to my attention, but it was uh, the vehicle because we have a big roster and we've had a big roster. And then it was bringing in outside people for the TNT. Who, Who else do we have that we haven't brought in? And that's when... You know, when Cody and I sat down and looked at people he could wrestle, Eddie was definitely one of my top two people. Tony, looking at this card, uh, I, and I've seen it because I've sat next to you. Um, you you help create it, but then you also sit back and you watch it from a fan's perspective. And, and Bully and I have been talking about this throughout the course of the show. Is there one match, and I'm not really – I'm putting you on the spot, that really piques your interest as – just a straight up fan, Tony Khan. I don't own the company. I would just sit and pay to see this match myself. What is it? Uh, it's probably Kenny and Hangman. Uh, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. The build we've put so much story into it, but they're also just two of the best wrestlers. They've been the best tag team. They've uh, gone back years before there was an AEW or before I knew I would get into the wrestling business even they've worked together the team of kenny and hangman is something new uh something actually i wanted to do for dynamite uh for the early episodes uh to have another great team within the elite because you had you know at the time you had the young bucks and you had cody and then you had hangman and kenny and with hangman and kenny i thought you know there's a great chance for them to have some some great matches and maybe tell this great story down the line and the more we they did together the more i think this made sense and uh so i think like everyone else i'm really personally invested in kenny and hangman from having uh seen them be the greatest tag team and having worked with them i think that as individuals they could both be the champion i think that we have a great champion with mox we have a great uh challenger with eddie in this next match and whoever comes out of it i think they're going to have something really cool in front of them so we just talked about mox and eddie I think it's going to be awesome, and I also think Kenny and Hangman could steal the show. And by the way, Tommy, since uh, the last time you were sitting back with me over the over the last year plus, I've gotten a lot more uh, pro- announcer producery. Oh, <laughs> I, really? Yeah, not too much more, but like, uh, yeah, a little bit more. Uh, I think it's good. Uh, just uh, you know, to, there's a lot of there's a lot now that we're doing the TV show. There's a lot more moving parts to to plug things. Although you're right on the pay-per-view, you don't have to worry about uh, getting in and out of breaks and plugging stuff as much. Well, Um, you have to be because this is your vision of professional wrestling and people have to convey those messages. I have, I sometimes sit and I'm feeding things to Don Callis because it just gets lost doing being commentator is hard, but if it's your vision and I know how much passion you have for this, there's little minute details that you need to be told to the fans. And I could just, I, dude, I seriously, I wonder how you sleep 
because I don't think everyone talks about Vince McMahon having coffee in his veins. You manage three major franchises and like, do you ever sleep? Uh, you know, it's, it is a little bit of a misconception. I do a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, when it's not football season, but, but um, I, I, it's a misconception that I manage the Jags. It's, you know, I'm here. Uh, I'm working, run the statistical department and do a lot of work for the coaching staff and uh, the front office. And that was really my primary job. And uh, before I started working at Fulham and then became the, the GM and the director of football at Fulham four years ago when the team was doing really, really badly. Uh, and now we've done a lot better since and we're in the Premier League and uh, won our game this week and uh, things are going really well there. AEW takes up a lot of time too. And so I don't sleep as much as I used to, but I also have a lot more fun than I used to. And that's what makes it all worth it. And I, I so yeah, I, I love it. And uh, that's it. Like, you know, I, I really, uh, I, I think what you said is so true that the announcing job is so hard and there's so many things to remember. And also there's things that come up on the fly. There's things you need to remember to push details uh, about the match or about the people. So, yeah, I, it's, I think it is important, uh, and especially uh, on the live TV show. There's a lot to do there. So, uh, over, you know, since we started up, I probably do that a little bit more than I did uh, in the early days, and especially through uh, the pandemic. But I, uh, I do think, like you said, as a fan, this is probably about as stacked a show as, as you could possibly put together where all, almost every match is a big main. And like I said – with uh, Orange Cassidy, he's come into his own and become one of the top stars in wrestling, and he moves ratings, and you really can't deny Orange Cassidy is a huge star. My original thinking for this was I thought we could do the biggest buy-in we've ever done and build a lot of audience, uh, and Orange would wrestle on the buy-in, and there'd be people that would be really excited to see this and get into the show. Uh, the more I got into it, a lot of people messaged me and Orange, both of us, and told us, I don't need to buy the pay-per-view now because Orange Cassidy's wrestling for free, so thanks. I was like, oh, really? Well, not so fast. Uh, so uh, with uh, enough time to pull the brakes on that one, I am putting to pull the brakes on that one. So uh, that's how big a star Orange Cassidy is. By popular demand, I am going to move that onto the show. Wrestling is a very unique and inelastic economic business. It's the only place in the world where you can offer to give people something for free and you're going to have people vocally complaining or telling you to your face, like you shouldn't give it away for free. So, uh, you know what? I've listened to all these people again, uh, that have told me I shouldn't be giving this away. I'm not going to. Uh, so instead, uh, what I'll do is add a new match to the card that wouldn't have been there. And it's going to be something great. And it's going to be something if I hope if it comes off, uh, that we wouldn't have been able to put together last week. So it's, it works because it was definitely not something that would have been originally in our plans, but uh, it's something that might've just come to be a possibility here in the last uh, week plus. Tony, when you sit back and you look at AEW from A to Z, where do you think uh, the company can improve uh, the most? Um, where can you tighten the screws? Most, I think the biggest thing, for us is I would like to make sure our great roster and all of our great stars get as much exposure as possible. Uh, you know, by the way, how loaded is this card that we've spent very little time on FTR Young Bucks or Cody versus Darby, which I can spend like an hour on each of those each, like not 
you know, or, or do two hours total on both. And uh, I, we have such a, a loaded roster of big stars, and I can't wait till we get our third hour of television on TNT and expand our programming. And there's other platforms we can expand to. And I just want to make sure we get more exposure for all the great women and men we have here because we have a great roster of people. And I think, you know, once we build more platforms beyond Dynamite and Dark and our big four pay-per-views, I think there's a lot more chances to showcase to everybody. When you talk about the depth of your roster, you've literally named people who aren't on the show where full gear could be a two-night spectacular with Lance Archer, Brian Cage, uh, the Lucha Bros, uh, Jungle Boy. You, you're, you're in just conversation talking about this depth roster that we have of amazing wrestlers, and they're not on this show. Miro, who's straight off of, you know, WWE's television now is on this television, killing it. And he's not on this show, which is great because it also spurs competition uh, amongst the boys that they want to work harder. They want to be on the main show, but Hey, you could do next year, full gear part one and part two, a two night show, which is friggin' great. And I know your brain is probably already spinning about something like that. Well, it's, you know, what's great on some shows is uh, when we have multi-man matches and I love the ones we've done and have worked really closely because I think you can tell a lot of stories in a multi-man match because there's a lot of people that tell stories with. So the multi-person match, you always have that opportunity. And I've really enjoyed, like I said, working on battle Royals, uh, the battle Royals, uh, whether it's the men's or women's casino battle Royal have offered us a great opportunity to get a lot of people on the show, uh, doing other battle Royals gives you an opportunity to get a lot of people on the roster on the show, but it also allows you to tell a lot of stories. And so the casino battle Royal, at the last pay-per-view, there were a lot of stories, like I mentioned before, with Lance and, and Jake, with uh, Eddie and his family, and with Team Taz, with Brian and Ricky, and of course, Brian and Ricky's story with Darby, uh, and that, that ongoing thing, plus you had the best friends in Santana Ortiz in there. So there were a lot of matches I was able to address that way. There are a lot of programs like this on this card where they're not necessarily going to be addressed as much on the pay-per-view, although they might be, you never know. Uh, but... Some of that, some of those matches will be addressed on Dynamite, and uh, a lot of those, a lot of those big matches. Uh, you know, again, we've done the Casino Ladder match, we've done the Casino Battle Royale. Like I, like I said, it allows you to put a lot of people on the pay per view. Allows you to tell a lot of stories. In this case, we don't have a big multi-person match, uh, so we're going to have some people that aren't on the pay per view. But I think the pay per view itself, like you said. That's how loaded it is. It's not for not for lack of great matches because I I can't you know I don't I I don't think anybody really wants to even for the money I don't think people necessarily want to sit through like a ten hour wrestling pay per view. So uh, this pay per view is going to be hot. Every match is going to be super hot, and we're going to have other hot matches we're leaving on the table. But uh, there'll be one less hot match left on the table because, like I said, uh, I'm going to move orange and silver by popular demand onto the card. And I'm going to add something else that wouldn't have happened otherwise. And it's going to be that much better of a show. Uh, it's unbelievable. I, I just really appreciate you guys me having me on uh, to talk about this week. Cause with dynamite coming up tonight, I haven't, uh, you know, said this yet. It's actually for next week's show, uh, but I'll, we'll announce it tonight. But you mentioned the Lucha brothers not being on uh, this card and I'm planning for them. Oh, I think we might have lost Tony for a second. Tony, you still with us, buddy? It was such well, big was, news, it, it broke the internet. 
it, he broke it. He broke Zoom. He broke the internet. Uh, I, I, when he was talking about the hot show, the hot card, the, you know, I, I actually wanted to ask him the question. I was just waiting for him to, uh, you know, to, to answer his question about would he consider putting Hangman. Oh, are you still there, Sorry. Tony? <laughs> yeah. You you broke the internet. You did, we didn't even hear your announcement yet. It was so big, it just like everyone just swarmed. All right. You know what? what did you, you know? Did you? I think my uh, internet connection may have. Uh, you said disrupted. the Lucha Brothers, and yeah. it's going to happen for next week. But you're going to break it right now, and then you froze. The world was <laughs> at your feet, waiting to hear it, and you broke the internet. Well, you know what? That uh, that's how big the demand is. Clearly, to see the Lucha Brothers lock up a second time on Dynamite. So I think there's. Uh, going to be that also coming up so that we have a lot of big things coming up in the next eight days uh with a live dynamite tonight and the pay-per-view on saturday and then next week coming out of the pay-per-view there's always going to be big surprises and everyone's going to want to see how the company stands coming out of all these big championship matches and stories that we have i think uh there's a good chance i'll probably uh put the lucha brothers one-on-one coming up soon, maybe as soon as next week on Dynamite. <laughs> Tony, let me ask you this about the card real quick for Full Gear. Me and Dreamer were discussing yep. this earlier. You said it's going to be a hot card. Every match is going to be hot. I'm a big believer in starting off hot. Would you let us know what you're opening up the pay-per-view with by any chance? I am planning to open still with Orange and Silver, and I think John Silver and Orange Cassidy is a great match to open with. That's why I thought it was a perfect match for the buy-in. And the demand was so great for the match uh, that I moved it. I, I, a lot of people said, you should, this match is so great, you should have it on the pay-per-view. And you know what? They were right. So uh, that is going to open the pay-per-view. And I'm going to put another great match in the buy-in with one of our top wrestlers. And it may not be a match anybody expects to see on the show, but that's going to go on the buy-in now. And uh, so Silver and Orange moving on to the main card has created a new opportunity uh, for exposure. And more people end up seeing the buy-in than the pay-per-view. So it's really uh, an amazing chance for exposure for the people that are going to be in this match. So I'm excited to make that announcement too. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.